This episode of the Happy Hour brought to you by Sugar and Slice Bakery. Contact Kristen at 863-326-8097. You can email her at sugarandslicebakery at gmail.com. They're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash sugarandslicebakery. See all the wonderful photos of their custom cakes, cupcakes, cookies, cheesecakes, and pies. Order for your next party, family get-together, or company event. Also, if you tell them that the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you, they'll give you $5 off the total of your next order. So don't forget to tell them that the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hi, this is Lily from TBS's King of the Nerds, and you are listening to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course I've got my main man. Deuce, what's going on, man? Hey, man. It's been awesome. We've had such an amazing experience with TBS's King of the Nerds, and we, it's one of our favorite shows. That's our Friday night thing, That's our man. Friday night hangout show, for sure. We love it. We love it. And of course, we've, we've been joined by some amazing guests. We've, we had Colby. We've had uh, ben to- Dr. Ben Tolley. We've had uh, season winner, uh, two winner last year, Kayla LaFrance. We've also had, uh, who else have we had? Oh, Todd the Bod. Oh, Todd the Bod. We had Heather. We've had Amanda. We've had, like, almost the whole cast. Like Pokemon. We're collecting them all. We're collecting them all, exactly. Uh, And tonight, tonight we are joined by a special guest. Of course, Lily, welcome to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. We've been having so much fun talking to everybody, and, and what a, one thing that I, that a lot of the other contestants have said is how diverse this season has been, and that you guys actually took tests to kind of see how your personalities were and everything like that. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> are you talking about uh, the psych tests that it took to get on the show, or are you talking about the tests we did after we finished filming and everything no we haven't we we, we only know, know about, about the that. psych test please tell us about the test you got to take after the show oh so um i don't know we're all we're all pretty nerdy so we all took like these nerdy personality tests and of course jonathan being as obsessed with mathematics as he is um like charted us all in terms of like compatibility closeness all these different things and like depending on the type of nerd we were like how we were related to each other in different ways and he graphed us in like 20 different ways based on this silly little internet personality test we took and it was hours of entertainment (laughs) oh i'm sure did he figure out through that test maybe if there should have been some connections that weren't there uh yeah i think there were some that it was like oh well look i mean these people are really similar in this point but they came off in this way like, I would say Rachel and I have found out after the show that I, I think we are most like each other than anyone else on the show. Um, but that seemed to be more of a point of contention on the show because, like, I don't know, we felt like we were very similar and uh, other different things. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that one thing that you guys had in common is you both, you both love to cosplay and, like, I remember what was it the cosplay episode where you guys were doing the whole cosplay uh, yes, with Yaya Han, the, the, you know Yaya Han, and, and the two of you, I guess you were like kind of arguing over what you guys should be doing and everything like that. And I just thought it was funny how the, this season, especially, and we talked about this in other interviews, is how like if people have their own specialty, but if if they don't do a topic, a topic or a segment on that specialty, you don't know about it. And like I don't even know if Rochelle's uh-huh. even said much more about cosplaying. Uh, that's been edited and shown on t- TV. And if you like missed that episode, you wouldn't have known she was into cosplaying because they didn't really focus on her cosplaying, you know, uh, passions and stuff like yours is. Yeah, yeah, they really didn't. Um, and it's it was uh, it was really wonderful working with her. And I'm gonna give her as all the credit of being my total co-creator on everything that we were doing because. When I went in there, I well, you guys heard me say, I am a perfectionist when it comes to costumes. And then I say, so what I need you guys to do is reel me in when I become a crazy person. <laughs> because I really love to micromanage, and I'm aware of it, and I know that I can get in a zone where I'm just telling people what to do, and I don't even understand that it's annoying. So um, she and I went into House Tools' bedroom with a legal pad, and we designed everything together. So the costumes that you see are like a joint design between Rachelle and I. And um, 
you know, I, I think that construction, I was being really micromanaging about, but it was definitely a design by both of us. So, and that wasn't highlighted in the show, and it's really interesting. Well, how long have you been uh, cosplaying for? Well, so, day one. Um, I, I was uh, born into a costume shop, so... I, I grew up in uh, a costume shop. It was my mom's shop called Rutledge Costume in Baltimore, Maryland. And she has been sewing and designing since she was about 10. So I just, I, I was an October baby. So I was in costume like six days old. And <laughs> um, it was really just a part of my life. You know, my mom taught me how to sew really early on. Um, there was a period in my life where I kind of distanced myself from sewing in costumes because I didn't just want to be my mom. You know, you always want to be something different. And um, then I remember I started really, like, cosplaying at conventions my freshman year in high school. So I would piece together costumes instead of hand-making them. Um, but I have been, you know, asking to be certain characters forever, and my mom would just completely obliged to whatever I wanted to be and we would make it together. We would go find a pattern in the fabric and work on it together. So, well, it, a long time. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you have a lot of fun with it and I think, you know, Deuce and I are big fans of just watching people cosplay because, like, it's like you, you become, you feel like a celebrity for a day. Like you feel like you kind of get some attention and like, especially like if, if you're someone that's like introverted that doesn't really get to be out and open very often, you kind of get to become a different person. And that's kind of interesting. Um, and, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I've talked about this in other interviews that I, um, I, I feel like I get to become someone stronger than I am or you know, someone who advocates for themselves more than I ever have. And I feel like cosplay has made me a stronger woman. Um, but uh, a story that I haven't told, I have a friend who uh, is self-conscious and is very, very nerdy. <laughs> and um, he has really hard times with social interactions sometimes um, where he'll, like, really overcompensate. But he dressed as a storm trooper, um, at a convention recently and everyone was coming up and taking pictures with him and there were girls talking to him and he felt like this completely different person and they're like, they have no idea who I am in here. I'm just a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think cosplay really opens doors socially for people and people come up to you and just say, they just declare, I love you when they see you. That's how excited people get about these things that they love in nerdy culture and they'll just proclaim that to you and all of a sudden you have a new friend and you spend the whole convention with them not even seeing their face and <laughs> it's a really incredible world that we've created <laughs> oh yeah no i definitely agree and i i love the tbs promo that you did and, and you had made uh the Cersei Lannister, I guess, outfit, one of her dresses and stuff. And I love how you, like, became, at the very end of it, I laughed out loud. Like, I watched it, like, three times in a row. And it was like, the, you had that eyebrow down to a T. Like, you looked like Cersei Lannister, not only inside but out. Like, th that's awesome that you can, like, portray her. Like, Yeah. Guess how many times I practiced that in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I would send pictures to a friend of mine and I was like how's this and they were like nope not bitchy enough <laughs> <laughs> okay. so I really worked on it <laughs> so I take it you're a big fan of Game of Thrones huh I really am. And I mean, all of, you know, A Song of Ice and Fire, just the entire universe. I have this huge map up in my room that I just look at when I'm having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're a fan of the books and the show, right? Um, yes. I say that tentatively because I will not be watching the next season, and that is a personal choice. Um, just, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be pretentious. I'm not saying that, you know, people who don't read the books aren't real fans or anything like that, because you obviously are. It's just my personal choice that I will not be watching the next season because when I, when I hear the next chapter, I need it to be, I need it to be in the books. And they're already kind of spoiling some things for the book readers in the show. And that's just my choice. So, <laughs> well, but yeah, when I, when I first saw the show, um, I actually, I'll admit, I saw the show before I started reading the books, and I was like, 
uh, this is the world for me because I've always been really into Tolkien. And um, when I when I first started getting into it, I was I just became really obsessed and read the books way too fast and then read them again. And you know, it's just it's really easy to get lost in. Yeah, I never had a chance to read the books. I was kind of one of those. Yeah, actually, I, I took a while for me to get into Game of Thrones because it was like, I personally, I was like, all right, well, everyone's talking about Game of Thrones. Everybody's watching it. And, and it almost felt overwhelmed when, when everyone was telling me about it. Like, it was on, it was on like, everywhere. Like, you would see, I, I didn't even know who these characters were, but I, I knew their faces just because I've seen them everywhere. And everyone's talking about it in HBO and Lannisters and all this stuff. And, like, I literally, yeah. I kid you not, my wife and I, we had not watched a show, and then there was the the what was it the uh, the fight on the wall? What was that second to last episode of season four called? Like the 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 battle at the wall or something like that. Uh, uh-huh. yep. We we had my wife and I we marathoned through. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, so we went and we watched thirty nine episodes in ten days to catch up to the season finale for season four. Like we, oh, I mean, it was fantastic. insane. It was insane, and we we loved every second of it. And all my friends were like, "Well, it's gotta be easy for you to remember everything because usually you have takes break, you take break in between each season." So like we 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 took all the content, we remembered everything that happened. So we were having conversations with our friends, like, "Oh yeah, I remember that happened." And it was it's so different to watch something when you marathon through something than you have to wait in between each season. So I mean, I don't know. I just thought oh was... yeah, oh yeah. But you know, also when when you don't have to wait sometimes you don't think as much about the episode like people who watch an episode and have a week to think about it before the next one have a lot more ideas and thoughts about it which is something i found out with this show like people who who you know just watch it all at once later are like oh that happens but people who um you know wait a week between seeing each episode it's like man they've thought about this a little too much maybe (laughs) and that's like with King of the Nerds like wow you take your television very seriously don't you (laughs) this is incredible well, I definitely think just to argue the other side of that coin, I did with Sons of Anarchy. I marathoned through it, and I Ooh. thought that, you know, uh, it, when you're watching it back to back to back, you pick up on little nuances that you might miss if you watch it week to week. Because when you watch it week to week, you'll forget something. But when you're watching like you know five six episodes on a Saturday, um, you know th- that can really. Uh, it changed the game for you, and you pick up little things. Now, I, oh, I yeah. so with Sons of Anarchy, at least I call it. Uh, it, it was kind of like the lost of gangster shows, or at least motorcycle gang oh, shows. Sure. So there was a lot of yeah. little nuances to pick up on. But I, I think there's definitely a, a, a pros and a cons to both of it. Yeah, and I just thought of the best thing to binge watch. Like you almost should only watch it if you're going to binge watch it, and that is season four of Arrested Development um, because that entire season is just one big joke and if you even wait a day in between it's like wait I don't remember what that was a reference to in the original way that they aired it where it was like um, you know passing timelines of everyone right. and so if you didn't binge watch season four you were like wait what's happening but I mean I've seen it like three times now so well, now help me out really with this great. Lily season four was the one that Netflix did correct? Yes, and that and that is how it was meant to be consumed was to be binge watched in a night. Oh yeah, because it, the good thing with the rest of development is they're only like thirty minutes a piece. So I mean, it's a lot easier to binge watch thirteen thirty minute episodes compared to thirteen hour long episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. But there's nothing not good about Arrested Development. So. No, no, it is a terrific show. I've I've just kind of started, but I'm I'm not getting I'm not getting as much headway as I'd like because I've got way too much on my social calendar. Well, I'm really excited that you are at the point in your life where you are just starting Arrested Development, and I wish I could be at that point in my life again. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of shows I say that about, and I say it all the time. I'm a huge fan of Firefly. Uh, I actually cosplay as Captain Malcolm Reynolds uh, at conventions, and I wish there I could rewind to the point of my life when I I saw that because in my life it was a very special time. I was a much a much younger much lo- younger lad, 
it had already been on Fox, and they had released the uh, box set. And a buddy of mine had it, and knowing the country boy I am, he's like, watch this. And I'm like, what's this? And he's watch like, this, I'm not going to tell you, but watch it. I promise you, you'll love it. I got to the end of it, and I'm like, I want more. I want more. And he's like, I, I, can't, I can't give you any more. And I'm like, what? Literally, <laughs> literally a month I later. I remember where I was when I watched the last episode of it. Uh, not the movie. I remember where I was for that, too. But when I watched the last episode, I remember I was, like, laying in my bed watching it on my laptop because I had it on DVD, right? And um, I was laying in my bed. Uh, I must have been, like, a sophomore or junior. I think I was a junior in high school. And I just started crying because I knew it was the last episode and there would be no more. And I was like, what an end of an era. And I was just sitting there crying by myself in the dark. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I apologize for that. And I feel so sad for you about that. I actually got lucky because I got a reprieve. Because once I ended, I said, is there more? And he's like, no. And I'm like, no. Literally a month later, we get the announcement that they're making the movie, Serenity. The movie. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yes! Yeah. And it came out right in time for my birthday, so we had this huge cosplay party slash drunken debauchery ah. of, we went and we went to a buddy's house and we all drank, and one of my favorite things is, uh, I want to say, it, oh, I don't think it's Shindig, it's the one where the, we first meet uh, Saffron, and they're all sitting around the uh-huh. campfire drinking out of pots, like metal pots. So... They yeah. made all of my drinks in this big, I think it was her grandma's skillet is what they were putting my drinks in. And I was drinking my drinks out of a skillet. And then after about three hours, they grabbed me and then we all went and saw the movie uh, and had a blast completely in cosplay uh, and had just so much fun. And it was, I don't know, to me it was like a new hope at the time because we're like, oh, this this place is packed. Everybody loves this movie. We're going to get a sequel. And then six months later, it's womp, womp. Womp, womp. Well, who cares? Because I'm pretty sure for years, right? Like, if anyone asked me, like, what's your favorite movie? I was like, Serenity. Like, no question. Oh, yeah. Um, because it was, oh, God, so close to my heart. I think the episode you're talking about is Our Mrs. Reynolds, right? That is exactly uh-huh. what it is. Thank you. Our Mrs. Yeah. Reynolds is the one where they're sitting yeah. around the fire <laughs> drinking. Because I swear, I had two X's after that in a row where when we'd have big drunky drunk parties, I would want to drink things out of a pot. And she was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what you're doing. I can't believe I'm <laughs> dating a guy from Polk County that drinks things out of a pot. Uh, like, it, But it was a good, good time had by all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only other episode with her in it was Trash. And I really would have loved to have seen to have seen that relationship between, you know, Christina Hendricks and Nathan Fillion go go on and be a really cool rivalry where she always gets the best kids and whatever. Oh, for um, sure. And I, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things, like, you're so sad that you, you saw it go, but you're glad you had it for as long as you did, at least for me exactly. personally, because that's, that's my passion. And, and, and speaking of my passion and cosplay, like I said, I love to cosplay as Captain Malcolm Reynolds. I know you love to cosplay as uh, the people from uh, Game of Thrones. What other cosplays do you like besides that? Is, is there one that's really close to your heart that's your favorite that's not a Game of Thrones? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I I think I'm, I'm pretty set on this now when people ask me my favorite one that I've done. Uh, Avatar Kyoshi from Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so are you familiar with the cartoon? Uh, I am. I've watched it. It's the Nickelodeon okay. uh, show. Yes, it is. And it is the greatest cartoon ever made. And, um, I mean, it's an entire show about pacifism um, where, you know, this main character is solving every issue through nonviolence and talking. And it's just such an incredible message for kids. And as an educator, I really appreciate it. And I would recommend Avatar The Last Airbender to pretty much any age group um so it's timeless and beautiful and in every sense like the animation the dialogue the storyline everything and uh the premise is that there is a nation um it has the fire nation the earth kingdom the water tribe and the air nomads and Everyone lives in different styles, but a few of each nation are 
I would say the majority of each nation has people who can bend elements through different forms of martial arts, like Tai Chi is water bending, and you're using your energy within yourself to move elements and things like that. So there is an avatar who can bend all four elements and is supposed to bring peace to the world and, you know, kind of be like a foreign dignitary everywhere. Um, and every time an avatar dies, another one is born in the next nation. So it's, it's constantly cycling and it's constantly balanced. Like the Dalai um, Lama? I'm sorry, what? Like the Dalai Lama? Like one dies and another one's supposed to pop up? Yes. Okay. Exactly like that. Like the, like um, the Slayer, like from Buffy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I started doing the opening lines of Zombie to everyone one is chosen one who will <laughs> I'm going to stop so um, yeah one of uh, this character Aang he's uh, one of the air nomads one of his reincarnations um, previous lives was Avatar Kyoshi of the Earth Kingdom and she is this like really tall really BA lady um, who bends earth, meaning that she is very kind of like stubborn and doesn't get pushed around. Like that's the kind of qualities that you see in the earth kingdom. And her entire wardrobe is is very Japanese. It has the same um, underpants and overskirt as samurai. So it's based off of that art style a lot. And then she has kind of like a geisha makeup on and, um, the costume that I made, I made her headdress out of balsa wood. Um, I have hands. I tailored it really beautifully. I think it might be my favorite because it's so well made. And um, I really liked my color choices and everything. And when I'm Avatar Kiyoshi, I just feel like I, I, I feel like I have superpowers more than any other cosplay I do when I'm Avatar Kiyoshi. So that is my favorite one that I've ever done. And I'm sorry, that was super long-winded. Um, <laughs> it's no. really important to me. And we did all four reincarnations. So we did, well, there's more than four. But we did Avatar Aang, Avatar Korra, Avatar Roku, and Avatar Kiyoshi as a big group. And we did a performance where we did our bending styles and music, and it was great. And we won Best in Show. <laughs> nice. Now, you watch Legend of Korra? I have not seen Legend of Korra. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I have seen all of Legend of Korra. And it, so... The first season was really hard for me to get into, and it was kind of like, oh, well, I mean, that's okay. Um, but I knew I was going to end up watching the whole thing just because the universe is so near and dear to my heart. And um, I watched the whole thing, and I loved it. And I would recommend it to any Avatar fan. I mean, you're going to find things that you're not a big fan of, but I think if you are an Avatar fan, you're at least going to enjoy yourself watching it. So. And I, in, in the end, I was in love with the character. It's just like an avatar. So. Well, Lily, I, I've got to bring it back to probably uh, King of the Nerds and maybe not exactly. <laughs> the, yeah, well, not just that, but probably not one of your favorite points of the season. But we've got to ask because we've talked to everybody about it. And me and you actually had long Twitter conversations about it, um, which led to this interview. The Todd the Bod conversation. Tell tell me what was going through your head. Tell me tell me what your mindset was. Tell tell me about that experience from your shoes. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, so in the previous episode, in the costly episode, you see the first time that Todd and I really ever had like a negative interaction, and um, we had just told Thomas that he was that we were voting for him and that Todd was next now from a from a strategy point that was probably a really poor choice um it was Caitlin who said that she said Todd or she said Thomas we're voting for you and Todd we're voting for you next um and that was based on his performance in the Rube Goldberg challenge and the cosplay challenge that had just taken place so he I mean, if you watch his face, like, he's already feeling crushed. He's already feeling like he's in a bad place. And, um, you know, Thomas and him were um, trying to get the other team to vote me in that episode and other things. Um, 
And that's when we first heard Cersei being thrown around, which I remember just standing in a hallway, hearing myself being called Cersei, and just kind of like, I couldn't help but laugh and being like, oh my gosh, really? Um, so then, in the boat challenge, um, it's interesting that we never get an interview from how to lose uh, side. Um, and I think it's because we were all kind of like, you know, kind of had it up to here um, because he was being very, very hostile. <laughs> um, mostly towards me, it was very directed at me, um, but it was difficult. And that's why, you know, when you hear him say that thing about me not fanning or whatever, um, you know, you hear Ben say, that's not helping. And Rachel was like, Todd, just stop. And Caitlin said something too. And it, it was just not a good day. It was just a day of kind of icky feelings. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Oh, no. No, I was going to say, yeah, like, it just seemed like not a good day, and I, I felt bad because we had, literally the night before the episode you're talking about aired, we had Todd on the show. So we had seen the uh. week before where you had gotten upset and you'd started crying, and and all in all, you know, Todd has his ups and his downs, if you will, but uh, he, he seemed like oh, a yeah. good dude from what we'd seen to that point, you know what I'm saying? Because we're we don't know everything you guys know, so we're talking to him, and I'm like Todd, you know, I I, I think you're a really good dude. You're a guy I'd like to want to have a beer with, and you know, I really like what you said to Lily because I was trying to come from the point of view of like he was trying to say, you know, I just I don't want you to cry because I want you to be strong and believe in yourself, and I'm like, okay, that I can get behind. We move the clock ahead about I don't know twelve eighteen more hours, and I'm eating my hat. Is what I'm doing, cause I'm oh, like, gosh. I'm like, gosh, darn it, and I'm, you know, I'm hitting him back and forth up, like, oh man, you're not helping me out here at all. Um, and then we see the 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 confrontation as it was, and that was the thing that that surprised me the most, I think, of this season. And I'm I'm glad they showed it because it was very real, but I mm-hmm. I. I I don't know. I, like I said, I just kind of want to know your thoughts of being in that moment when he's confronting you and the guys are trying to get around you and try and, you know, defuse the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, as I walked in, I, I could kind of feel that there was something tense going on. And uh, Caitlin left the room. <laughs> I wish she hadn't, but... Um, I think as he was yelling at me, I was thinking in my head, you know, first, like, you have to stay calm. You have to stay calm because, you know, being upset isn't going to help anyone. Um, I kept saying in my head, Wonder Woman wouldn't cry. <laughs> Cersei wouldn't cry. Kyoshi wouldn't cry. Nova wouldn't cry. Like, you are strong and you are not going to cry. Um, all he wants you cry, don't cry. Um, So I kept telling myself that um, and that I was Wonder Woman and, you know, this and just, you know, it it was hard. It was hard. And um, I, gosh, it's it's gone on a little bit longer than I planned. You know, I was like, oh, and then it'll happen in the episode and it'll be gone. But there has just been such a very interesting, um, reaction to that moment and it's kind of had to sit with me a little longer than I planned um but I will say that I am not I I wish that I could handle situations like that a little bit better um I wish that I could stand up for myself I wish that I could advocate for myself I wish that I could have made more words because the words that I ended up being able to come up with just came out, you know, really weak and um, really subdued. And I, you know, watching that scene, I I wish that I could be stronger. And I wish that I could talk like Wonder Woman and not just stand like Wonder Woman, you know? So, um, yes, that's, sorry, I don't... No, no, that's fine. Um, and number one, I want to say, I think you did an amazing job. And number two... You shouldn't feel that way because you shouldn't have to feel like that. You shouldn't have been put in that position. And I've got to say kudos to all the men in that situation 
for stepping up the way they did and being probably a better man than me because when I saw that situation and he said the B word, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Forrest Gump, but there's a scene in there when Jenny gets hit by a guy at the Black Panther party and Forrest yeah. just goes monkey crazy and throws a table. That would have been me yeah. in that situation. I would have gone monkey crazy and thrown a table and jumped on top of him, and that would have been the it. Me and him both would have been bounced off the show because I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a country boy through and through, and you, you say the B yeah. word to a woman, it's on like Donkey Kong. There's no stopping that. It's just, it's just donezo. Yeah. Well, I, it was, it was, it was hard to figure out, you know, what to do because you know he was on my team, and it was like, you know, I, I mean, they, obviously a lot of footage is cut out of that. But oh, of one course. Of the things he was talking about was uh, me having a mask on. And uh, me putting on this persona um, to fool everyone, you know, like I had this huge master plan. Um, and I I don't know when I said this to him. I said it to him at some point um, that maybe the mask that he sees is this mask of strength that I put on. Like, I came, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I, I cosplay as these people who can be really strong. And I came into the house. Heather and I have talked about this a lot. My whole strategy going into this house was to look like this really strong, awesome person who is really badass. And she said that she went into the house um, wanting to look really um, chipper and uh, friendly because she knows that she's really smart and can, you know, really hold her own, but I go into situations overcompensating, um, overcompensating for not believing in myself, you know? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there, because think of all the people you just mentioned in, in that conversation as you cosplay as. They're power characters. Wonder Woman, Cersei Lannister. Exactly. Those are all people in a position of power. And trust me, I get it. Who do I cosplay as? Captain Malcolm Reynolds. He's the captain. He's the cool, suave, debonair guy that will throw fisticuffs, but he's got a heart of gold. Like, when you cosplay somebody, yeah. you you cosplay somebody you want to be as. Like, if you could pick your ideal self, that's who you pick to cosplay. And Exactly. I, and that's <laughs> exactly what you're doing in that situation because you said it yourself. I want to be Wonder Woman. I don't – I want to be strong because I don't want to cry and give him the satisfaction. You know, you want to be at that level – to these people you idolize, and I think a lot of times we idolize people like me, myself, particularly Captain Malcolm Reynolds. People we want to be more like. Like I wish I was as smooth as he was, even in bad situations, and I wish it was as yeah. debonair and as smart and gosh darn it, as good looking as Nathan Fillion is. That <laughs> that that conniving, cunning little bastard. God. Yeah, I mean, he's just... God, you're too pretty for God to let you die. Exactly. <laughs> well, I've said that many times in my life. It has actually come true. So that is my battle cry when we go out for the night is, I'm too pretty for God to let me die. And that's... Many <laughs> nights has saved me. So... <laughs> but I can too understand boring, where pretty. you're coming from. Yeah. So... Yeah. And... But, you know, I... I don't Fine, Willie. Go right ahead. I, I've um, I've been very self-conscious about crying for a lot of my life, and I have been made to feel bad about it for a lot of my life. And there was this great turning point in my life where I realized that my emotions make me human, and the fact that I'm able to express them and express them freely um, is actually a strength. And it, you know, there are people who go their whole lives being told like don't cry, be a man, or, you know, don't cry, it makes you weak. 
Um, and I feel so bad for those people who don't feel like they can open up that way. So, um, it, it was definitely a touchy point to have someone tell me not to cry and that it makes me weak and they just want to see me be strong. That was like, whoa, you just hit the base chord of my childhood. Welcome to the shit show. You know, like, um, it, it was, it definitely came off a lot stronger than I meant it to, but I also, I stand behind it. And I had a lot of people, um, message me and say, thank you so much for standing up for crying. You know, I, I'm a big crier and I think it's really important that we let people know that it doesn't make us weak. It's, it's a bravery. No, it doesn't. And since you're being a little truesome, as Malcolm Reynolds would say, I'm going to be a little truesome. I've been known to <laughs> shed a tear or two every once in a while of, I'm glad nobody's webcamming me on Thursday nights when I watch Vampire Diaries or thank God they weren't with me and you want to hear something real with me and my pappy the other weekend when me and him and my mom watched American Sniper. I think I've seen that man cry three times in his life and two of them were at funerals and me and him both had big uh, crocodile tears in our eyes and we weren't, you know, we were mad about it. I mean... it, it's a release you have. It's it's, it's something that secretes exactly. from your body that's an emotion that you need to release. And I think people that keep that in, they scare me. I watch Dexter. Yeah. I know what that turns out to when you don't cry. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. You need to cry. And, and, and when I, I mean, it's one of our producer's favorite lines when I say, it releases, it releases stress hormones from my tear ducts. And it's like a real thing. Because one time I felt so self-conscious about my crying that I went and did a study on it and wrote a paper on it because I was so self-conscious about it. And, you know, it releases cortisol. Like, you, <laughs> you become a calmer person after crying. And there's a reason. And it's, good for your body so just do it everyone cry right now yeah i definitely agree and and there's nothing wrong to be said for crying so let's uh let's turn this around and um i want to ask you what your favorite moments obviously without spoiling the final episode what's been your favorite moments throughout the show favorite challenges or favorite you know nerd offs or whatever that you've that you've been a part of um my favorite edit of myself so far was my metal edit. That made me really, really happy. Um, about Prometheus being really metal, that the mess, not the movie, even though I like the movie, but <laughs> yeah. So that's my favorite edit. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say two favorite moments. So most fun for me to watch is the dancing and anthem challenge because that was such a blast to create it was just so much fun working with my team we really gelled well um we love our song (laughs) (laughs) and uh we worked really 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 hard like you know we danced for six hours straight so um i'm just really proud of what we created there (laughs) and uh the other thing that i really really like to watch and i definitely rewatched a few times this week uh was the stratego game Uh or you know, pocket nerds. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really fun for me to watch because I, and I watched it with my dad a few times because we were like looking at the strategy and I was trying to fill him in on all the other moves that I had made and see dad, no, see, I was protected here. And, oh, you see my bluff there? Yeah, dad, I know you know my bluff. You know, it was, it was really fun to, cause that game was so special to us growing up. It was like that and chess. So, can I, I'm going to tell you this, and people are going to be like, people are going to be like, oh, so she is a big liar. Um, <laughs> there's this scene, and I was watching it, and I do this, well, see, I don't want to give away my strategy. I've been playing Stratego with fans online, which has been really fun, and I haven't lost yet, so I challenge you guys. <laughs> um, but I bluff a lot. So when I'm playing a game face-to-face with you, I will do something where I'll go like, oh, no, when really that's exactly what I want to happen. Um, <laughs> so you never know when you can trust me playing board games. And I want you, I, I encourage you to go back and watch uh, when I put my astromirid out and I go, <laughs> I go, really dramatically and throw my head back (laughs) and just watch my eyes when he goes why are you upset about that and I go 
oh, um, and then Rachel tells us, because she showed me where her after nerd is, and then <laughs> she spends like six moves going after it, and it was great, and it was perfect, and it is like 100% Stratego, and I'm really proud of it, and I had to show it to my dad a few times. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what you you played that game with Rochelle like a champ, and it was it was probably so far knock on the old wood my favorite nerd off so far. Yeah, yeah, really good. <laughs> um, as far as uh, favorite challenges, I mean Rube Goldberg was really fun. I've been building those with my dad since I was little too. We used to have one in this thing we call our project room. Um, let's see, the next one was cosplay. That was really fun to do. It was more stressful for me, though, so I didn't get to enjoy it as much. Uh, boat challenge. Um, it Actually, the boat challenge was a really happy memory for me, strangely enough. Um, during it, like, falling out of the boat and having to swim back to the other side, like, I just remember laughing about it because it was so ridiculous and I couldn't believe that I was doing this and this was my life. Like, this is real life? Whoa. Um fourth challenge was the anthem which is probably my favorite and then five, oh god party games party games was so much fun that was so much fun so and much you fun. had two of the coolest celebrities I think they pulled so far besides the hosts themselves because the hosts are very yeah. big celebrities in their own right and they are amazeballs mm-hmm. uh, but having yeah. uh, Pendulette and oh goodness you're going to Rochelle Lefebvre. Yeah, thank from, you from, from Twilight. Yeah. No, from Twilight and also from Under the Dome, which yeah, is amazeballs. Yeah. Great, great show. She killed it, and she was a lot of fun on there. She was. She really was, and she like that is completely her. Everything you see is genuine. She was a darling. Well, I've got to say, I was actually I think more impressed with that because Pendulet I've seen on a lot of things, and he's a really cool guy. He's got a podcast yeah, that's he pretty is. popular. <laughs> But seeing her, because I've only seen her on Under the Dome and the one Twilight film she did, uh, seeing her kind of outside of her element was really, uh-huh. really cool. I was like, I want to have a beer with that chick. She is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was just an incredible amount of fun. And I know, like, believe it or not, when the show ended and we all um, – but back to our regular lives. Guess how many times we encouraged people to play charades and Pictionary with us. We were like, oh, you know what we should play? Charades. You know, <laughs> but we took it way too seriously and sucked all the fun out of it because we were, like, taking it to the level of competition that it was on the show, which is not how you should play it. <laughs> so I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about Star Trek because you, you mentioned, you know, you being a Trekkie <laughs> a lot. Uh are, do you have a favorite series that you like? Or are you more of a fan of the movies? Like, what do you like uh, it all? Or yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Next Generation because I, I mean I think it's the best. I good choice. Best. Good choice. I, know <laughs> I I really love Toss, um, and I was rewatching it earlier this year and kind of fell in love with it all over again and. And that's the original I series think, for people that are, that aren't sure what tosses for y'all, oh, you yeah, non trekkies <laughs> It's the original series. Yeah, Star Trek the original series, um, but Star Trek: The Next Generation. I think obviously, I mean, they had seven seasons, so you can flesh out characters a lot more. Yeah. So Star Trek: The Next Generation is my favorite Star Trek, but I say that um, I think that Kirk is. Uh, a pretty good captain. I think he's a pretty good captain, and I would not mind serving on the Enterprise at all um, under Kirk. And I really love... I love the original series in, like, a different part of my heart than Next Generation. Like, if I want to be entertained, I'll watch Next Generation. But if I want to feel really nostalgic and watch something of a different caliber i'll watch original series and i'm sorry if i made anyone feel bad about picking next generation over original series but um yeah original series is definitely more my show which is interesting because i actually grew up watching more voyager than anything so Yeah, I love I love uh, I love the next generation, um, and it was something that you know Deuce and I we literally grew up during 
when Next Generation was airing. So like it, Next Generation Deep Space Nine was pretty much our our middle school years. Right, right. Yeah. So, so like yeah. we, so we were literally growing up during that, and and I, that's why a lot of older fans, I think they associate more with the original series because they literally were growing up through it, and I think you have like some sort yeah. of like bond to what you were watching when you grow up, even though like oh, you said. Sure. You you have like a, a an interesting bond to Voyager because you were watching it, you know, you know, growing up and stuff. So, Kate, and of course, Catherine Janeway, she was a badass. She was awesome. I mean, awesome. Oh female yeah, Captain. Kate Mulgrew. Oh man, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I, my last question to you: uh, What was your thoughts on uh, J.J. Abrams' uh, Star Trek movies? <laughs> uh oh, tough question. <laughs> Maybe we need to have a second last question. <laughs> I, I mean, so maybe I should stop going and seeing movies with uh, my friend Ian. He's like the biggest Trekkie I know. And literally, I remember, you know, we went and saw The Hobbit way early to see the like two minute, the first two minutes of uh, the newest Star Trek movie coming out. And I remember he was just sitting there crying. And so whenever I go into a J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, I always have my best friend, like, crying about how it isn't right. <laughs> and, um, um, so, I, I have heard enough negative things about it to feel like I'm pretty balanced. I enjoy it as a movie. I, you know how you kind of, like, I want to be entertained, so I'm going to watch this movie. Um... I enjoy it as an action film. I don't think that it embodies Star Trek in the way I want it to. But it is an entertaining, it is an entertaining film. I think that's like the most political I can be about my answer. One cool thing, um, did you guys see um, Interstellar? Oh yeah, the, the Christopher Nolan film is fantastic. Yeah, it was incredible. And uh, Ian and I were talking about how that was the Star Trek movie that we have all been waiting for. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. That, that was what Star Trek movies are. It's like science and exploration, and that, like, that is the Star Trek movie we've been waiting for for years. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of science based too. Even Neil Grice, uh was it Neil uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, he even said there's a lot of real science in that film, and that he really appreciates uh-huh. that film for a lot of the research that Christopher Nolan um, did to do that film. So, from a some a science kind of geek kind of like nerd culture, you, you can find a lot of little uh, layers of the onion you can pull back for that movie for sure. But it had McConaughey. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm from Polk County. All I need is McConaughey. It's like <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> so funny. I'm going to space. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so awesome. Well, I, Lily, we want to say number one, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much oh, for the love you've been showing us on Twitter. That is so so Aww. amazing. We are, are such big fans of the show, and, and like I said, it just thank you so much for being on with us. Is there anything at all we can plug for you? Uh, we would love to plug your mom's costume shop if it's still even in existence. Oh, yeah. You know, she does more things um, out of her house now, and she does uh, a lot more commissions, so she doesn't have a physical shop right now. Um, does but, she have know, an email or anything? Life, so she'll never stop doing anything. <laughs> um, but she does have an Etsy page, and I think you can look up Keaton Rutledge on Etsy, and I think her profile picture is a picture of me for whatever reason. Because um, she's smart. <laughs> she said, my daughter's making that money. She's on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess my my handle, so on Twitter, you can find me at Lilitron22. On Instagram, you can find me at Lilitron Cosplay. On Facebook, you can find me, you know, backslash Lilitron Cos. And uh, I'll be at a lot of different conventions this year, hopefully. Um, I know that a bunch of our cast, um, maybe all but one of our cast, is going to be at Denver Comic Con this year summer so it's going to be memorial day weekend denver comic-con and we're going to have a really incredible panel as well as uh hopefully a mini challenge for teens which will be really cool it'll kind of be you know like a king of the nerds challenge but not branded right 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 (laughs) and um 
hopefully I'll also do a panel on cosplay. So that'll be really fun. I'm also hoping to be at San Diego Comic-Con. And I go to Starfest every year, which is our local Denver con. I've been going for about 10 years. So uh, you should see me at Starfest. And um, something I am incredibly excited about, but I cannot talk too much about because it is still in the making. I am um, a co-writer and producer on a web series. It is a science fiction web series um, that will be coming out uh, to a YouTube near you, and I'm working on it with Dana Ritterbush of Not Literally Productions. Uh, you might know her from Ask Westeros or any of the Harry Potter uh, parodies like Gryffindor Girls and things like that. Yeah. So I am working with her on this web series as well as Heather Wensler, which you might know from TBS's King of the Nerds. Nice, nice. So, well, you, yeah, it's going to be pretty incredible. You've got to let us know when that happens because we want to have both of you girls on the show and we will promote the ever-living stuff out of that for you guys. <laughs> we would really appreciate that. I get so excited about it because it's just going to be so good and we are bringing in such a level of professionalism with it. Like we have a space, we're building sets. Oh, I can't, I can't talk about it too much. But well, don't, don't talk about it. But you, you've got my Twitter. Yeah. You can direct message me, and trust me, once you can start talking about it legally, we will have both yeah. of you on the podcast together, and we will talk about it because I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm nerding out right now, and as you say, fangirling because I just think just what you just said just makes me excited. Yes, it's it's kind of the best part of my day every day thinking about this web series. Well, that is is so so awesome. It, it's it, I'm going to ask this just because I just hope 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 it happens. Is there any chance you're coming to MegaCon in Orlando? Uh, which con in Orlando? MegaCon. I have not heard of it. I've only heard of uh, the WikiCon and GeekyCon duo that's in Florida. We, well, MegaCon is uh, now the largest, uh, fifth largest, fifth largest, fifth largest in the United States, in the United of States now. So you definitely oh, wow. need to keep your uh, eyes and ears out for it. Fifty thousand people walked through the city of Orlando last year for MegaCon. Oh, wow. Insane. No, totally. When is the insane. for that? I know I'm going to DragonCon in Georgia, but where? Yeah, that's in Atlanta. Yeah, it's April 10th to the 12th in uh, Orlando. Okay. Okay, I will look it up. <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out. There's a lot of really cool guests coming as well, so definitely keep your eyes and ears out for that. Yeah, absolutely. I will go to as many as I can afford. <laughs> well, no, I don't blame you on that, but I'll tell you what. If there's anything we here at the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce can do for you, if it's promote a con, if it's anything, you just let us know. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you so much. Well, like I said, we're literally just a direct message away, so you just let us know, and anything we can do to help, we are right there for you. Thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate you having me on the show. I, I listened to previous podcasts and I was like, these guys are great. I can't wait to talk to them. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna lie. Like seriously, last Friday when you 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 sent out a tweet and you said, I I, I need to pull out my phone, but it was more or less to the extent of the world needs more country boys. Like I died right there in my chair at work. Like seriously, for an hour, nobody could talk to me. Nobody could speak to me. Like I was on like another level. Like I was like, look, you were down here. I'm floating up here on cloud nine. You need to back up off me. Like I, I'm living on a new true. space. It's true. I, I feel as though we've lost the idea of a gentleman throughout the years. And it's really sad. Yeah, it is, and I think that's why I love – not that it, Captain Mal is exactly a gentleman, but there's a exactly. certain level of – there's a world we lost, and I don't know when we lost it. I don't know if it happened in the 70s or the early 80s, but there there is a level of, of respect that was instilled in me in a young age by my father, God bless him, and his you know father that has just been brought down the deuce line that, hey – this is how things are. We don't care what the world around us thinks. This is the way things are in our household, and you need to abide by that. And certain things in that that certain confrontation just did not abide by any of those rules, and it just made my whole body quiver. 
So to see somebody be like, that guy's awesome. Like, we need more of that in our lives. It's like, yes, I'm not doing this on my own. I'm not a brown coat living out here on the fringe. Somebody else believes in this. <laughs> well, I really hope that you pass that on. I don't know if I'm going to pass it on myself personally. I don't know where that kid thing's going to lie for me, but I'll tell you what. Johnny's kids are getting it full force in both barrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the thing. Is like chivalry, chivalry is not dead, you know, and, and that's the thing I always instill. It's like you want to hold you want to hold the door open for a lady? Go ahead. Or open the door for anybody. Who cares? Just be nice. Just be yeah. nice, you know, and pay it forward, you know. That's the whole campaign at Pay It's about it grace. Yeah. yeah. It's about grace. Just doing things in your life with – you know, grace and kindness is all you can do. Well, we're excited. This is uh, the season finale. We have four people left in the show, and Lily's one of the final four contestants. Check her out Friday at 9 p.m. on TBS. Uh, we've been very fortunate. TBS has been a big supporter of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and everyone's been amazing that's been on. And, and Lily, we just thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to talk to you soon. Absolutely. You guys have a wonderful evening. You too, Lily, and have fun at your dinner. Okay, I will. Thank you. Okay, bye. And, of course, that was Lily from TBS's King of the Nerds. She is in the finale. Of course, when this episode goes live, it will be Friday, the day of the finale. Let's see if she wins it. Deuce and I have a couple uh, I'm, theories. I'm, we got a couple theories. theories. Uh, I know there's certain people I would put my money on. Yep. I don't know if they do right. uh, TBS betting in Vegas. Well, it doesn't matter did. now because once they hear this episode, the episode, I mean, the, the, the it'll already be going live. That, that night, the episode will air, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. We could talk about our preview real quick. Yeah. Well, you and I were saying that we have a 50% chance that we've talked to the winner. We do, because we've talked to Dr. Ben Tully, and yep. we've also talked to Lily. My odds-on favorite is Lily. I don't care what anybody she says. Sounds, well, that's the thing. You and I have both noticed, like with, with Dr. Ben Tully, uh, he was an awesome interview, but he sounded super excited mm-hmm. to talk about the show. Not that mm-hmm. everyone else didn't, but he was super no. excited and super joyous, and Ben was awesome. He, you're, ben, you're listening now. You're amazing, dude. Yeah. We love. We want to have you on again. You're awesome. So yeah. uh, thank you so much. Uh, but he sounded so happy, but Lily sounded yeah. really happy. So we think like maybe oh, the extra added see, happiness. See, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're thinking we're, outside we're, yeah. the box. We're trying to figure it out. We're like, oh, well, it could be this one. No, it could be that one. Yep. Like we're, we're really trying to figure it out. And Who and knows? Caitlin can take it out at the it end. It could be the wild card. It could, it could be. totally be. So, I mean, any of the four that are in it, Jonathan's a yeah. math whiz. He's amazing. Yeah. He's very intelligent. It really so. depends on what it is. I think I think the kicker on the whole thing is going to be they brought all the nerds back. Right. And so if it comes down to a let's, – let's talk Survivor style. If it goes to Survivor style, they do a jury where it's like, hey, everybody that got kicked right. off is now a jury. Right. Their votes count. Right. Who didn't piss off people the most? That's true. And I will got to say, if it's going to that, I think it might go down to either Ben or Lily because right. they didn't make that many people angry. No, and they're not, and nothing against Jonathan or Caitlin. But, no, 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 not at all. But, not uh, at all. But, um, I mean, Ben and Lily are just so, I mean, so happy on camera and, like, they're so friendly and so, like, and obviously that's, it all, you, you don't know who gets picked as of who gets the most screen time on television. Like, that, this is all in the edit. Yeah. Right. And, of course, uh, you know, they've, everyone's got their time to shine to a point, but Ben and Lily, ben and Lily are so, I mean, uh, we just have a gut feeling. We could be wrong. Hey, Jonathan, Caitlin, congrats. Yeah. Because, obviously, when this episode comes out, this has already been recorded. You know what we should do? We just need to say congrats and say each person's name <laughs> and then wait until Saturday to <laughs> drop this episode. And then we can edit, edit it. it. Yeah, that's what we should do if but, we were a lot smarter but, people. In all seriousness, uh, congrats to the Final Four, Caitlin, yeah. Jonathan, Ben, and Lily, all four of you. And, and congrats to everyone. We yeah. love the show. We we want to give fans of the we want to give out Olive Branch out. I mean, we we were so happy with TBS. We're so happy with everyone that's joined us on season two winner Kayla France. You've been amazing. amazing. You've supported us since day one. You're yeah. awesome. We love you, uh, Todd the Bod. You've been amazing. Yeah. Uh, we've had Heather Winsler. She's been amazing. Yep. And, uh, Amanda, you've been awesome, and I mean Colby, Colby we had on who was great. Uh, I mean, just uh, yeah, the names go on and, and of course on. Ben and, and, and Lily now, and Ben and Lily, and and if we forgot anybody, we apologize. Yeah, in you advance. guys, we really, I mean, we're just two guys, literally. The happy hour, with Johnny Deuce, just two dudes sitting on the couch talking about things we love, and we love TBS's King of the Nerds. We really, you do. guys have made such a fun 
few months for us. Like, yeah, this has been this great. This has been so much fun. We've had so much fun talking to you guys. You guys are almost uh, extended members of the Happy Hour family, yeah, if you want to call definitely, it that. Definitely. And, and like we've said before, the Olive Branch is always out there. It is always open to come back on the show. We would love to have you guys back on the show. Especially after it's over. We'd love oh, to have you back, after too. After it's over, we'd love to have you back. And also, if you've got any projects, like we just got done talking to Lily. If you've got any side projects, any projects going on you want to talk about, literally follow me at All Things Deuce. Follow us at at HH Podcast Show. We're literally a direct message away. It's it's so easy to get a hold of us. Yeah, so um, I'm excited, Deuce. I mean, I'm we don't super know. excited. I mean, Friday, this is it. Oh, I'm so, telling you right now. We're going to be live tweeting it. So. I've, got, I've got my Little Caesars pre-ordered. Pizza, if you pizza. Pizza, pizza, my yep. $5 hot and ready. So uh, yep. I might ready. even get two. I might go crazy. You're going to double dip. You're well, going to rub. Actually, what I'm really going to do is I'm going to get that new bacon crust deep, deep, deep dish pizza they've Ooh, got. Ooh, buddy. Ooh, make yeah. my stomach growl. I'm just saying. Deuce. It's going to get real with the Little Caesars on yeah. that one. But I'll tell so, you what, it's going to be a fun remember, Friday night. And remember, we're going to be live tweeting that episode, that finale. Yep. So if you want to join in on the conversation, at HH Podcast Show on Twitter. Also, hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And, and hashtag, hashtag Deuces on the, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya.